by the hairy balls of Odin, it's Thor's day again. For me, it means laundry day. Oh, God of Thunder, please help me along with Snuggles with static cling as I fight the good fights of dirty clothes, dirty undies, and such unspeakable sundries. And now a review by me of Thor Love and Thunder. When my mom, who doesn't watch Marvel movies, saw the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, she said to me, that looks so stupid. Why would anyone want to go to see that? <laughs> While I hadn't seen it yet, I tried to explain to my mom that, yeah, she could be right, but that they make Marvel movies in different styles and tones. They basically make a different style and tone of movie for everyone. You like bank heists? Watch Ant-Man. Quirky? Guardians of the Galaxy. Scarier? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Darker? Their TV shows like Daredevil, Jessica Jones especially, The Punisher, or Luke Cage. More psychological? FX's Legion. While every Marvel movie or TV show is highly successful or a downright fucking train wreck, yes, I'm looking at you, Iron Fist, they all tend to be entertaining on some level or to some audiences because they follow the typical Marvel style of storytelling. And now, for better or worse, the Disney formula. Plus, they often lift from classic storylines from the comic books with varying degrees of success. Going in to see Thor Love and Thunder a few days ago, I knew at least one thing to expect. Chris Helmsworth would be shirtless for at least a few minutes of the film. There were maybe two others in the audience, so I wouldn't be able to get a good gauge of audience reactions. Yes, I don't just like talking about my thoughts on a movie. I also like to talk about how the audience around me reacted when reviewing a movie or live performance. If you haven't seen Love and Thunder and are planning to, let me just warn you. I feel like if they hadn't tried to be so corny in the first third of the movie, the last two thirds would have been much better. I knew what to expect from a Taiki Waititi Marvel movie, but I felt like he tried a little too hard and he out Waititied himself this time. It took me out of the story. A couple moments even reminded me of that commercial with the woman watching a Western and she asked the actors to hold up cue cards and they start breaking character. I would expect that from Deadpool or even the upcoming She-Hulk show. She-Hulk is one of my favorite comic characters, and I'm so looking forward to that show. Great actress playing her, too, Tatiana Maslany. John Byrne's run on Fantastic Four and She-Hulk in the 80s was one of my favorite comics, and they broke the fourth wall on her comic cover with John Byrne slung over her shoulder. It worked then, but I didn't feel it worked now. It was sort of like, okay, you all love the last Thor movie and how much fun we had, so let's just crank the quirky up to 11 this go and wink at the camera. I have to admit, I wish I had known that Russell Crowe was playing Zeus while I was watching it. I would have found his little comedic moments funnier. And as I watched it, I started to get a Mace Windu appearance levels of excitement, hoping to see them introduce Hercules in this one. I love seeing Hercules in the 80s Avengers books, especially when he and Thor would have their pissing contest about who was more powerful. I kept thinking they'd have missed a golden opportunity not to introduce Hercules in this one. I'll leave it unspoiled as to whether they did or not, but I did start to get increasingly pissed off um, throughout the movie. 
Natalie Portman kicked ass in a plot ripped from today's comic headlines. And Christian Bale, I mean, come on, it's Christian Bale, enough said. They had a lot of great action sequences in this one. So if you haven't seen the latest yet, but eventually see all Marvel movies, I'd recommend you cut the tone of the first third of the movie some slack. And that way you'll probably enjoy the rest of it a whole lot more. Ranking them, I definitely liked Thor Ragnarok, the best of the Mighty Thunderers movies, followed by this one in second. I can barely remember Thor The Dark World, which is sad because Christopher Eccleston played the big bad in that one, though he was hidden behind mountains of latex. So until I watch DW again, I'll put the first Thor movie at third and DW at fourth. Update! I just rewatched Thor The Dark World, and it was better than I didn't remember. So, how I'm now ranking the Thor movies. Fourth, the first Thor movie. Third, The Dark World. Second, Love and Thunder. And my favorite of the four is still... Ragnarok! And that's it. That's my review slash ranking of the Thor movies. Not much fanfare to end this show, but uh, thank you for hanging out with me. I'd love to know what you think of the movies, so if you find a comment section anywhere on my Facebook or Instagram, uh, please let me know what you think. Bye! By the hairy balls of Odin, welcome to Thor's Day. I kept thinking they'd have missed a golden opportunity not to introduce him in this one. I kept thinking they'd have a. I kept thinking they'd have missed a golden opportunity not to. In, I kept thinking they'd have missed a golden opportunity not to. <laughs> I kept thinking they'd missed. I kept thinking they'd have missed a golden opportunity not to do, not to, in, oh boy, he's fucking that up. Um, Natalie Portman, okay. And such unspeakable sundries. Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs>